going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 10. We did it. 10 episodes, Go Heads podcast. Uh, Sabres have been in the news quite a bit today, and uh, it's the second day of the NHL season, so we got a lot to cover today. And, Not uh, technically. Nashville and San Jose last week. Series, I mean, I guess, yeah. But, yeah, real season's kicking off, second day. Yeah, so, uh, as of right now, Three NHL games are going on, which has not happened since we started this podcast. We have never done a podcast with NHL hockey happening. Yeah. Sabres news, uh, we have a head coach who has been extended. His name is Don Granado. And, and how do you how are you feeling about that? I'm hype. I mean, obviously, he hasn't – I don't want to say he hasn't proven much, but, like, he's been given basically a just beaten down team with a – high lack of skill, at least from when he started, was an interim. And then he had one full season as a head coach. And Yeah, he came they, in, in May of 2021, which is very late. Yeah, so him having the season he did last year behind the bench, I mean, obviously it was impressive. A lot of kudos to him. But, I mean, obviously Don seems like he's the guy. I'm not going to argue against that. I'm full Don Granado. I'm just saying – maybe like give it another year but they went for it and I'm not complaining I think he's gonna be the guy he just has some things to prove now with that extension uh yeah I think the extension's good um as soon as Granado came in he seemed to take guys out of their boxes that they were put in under Freddy Krueger such as <laughs> Darlene Darlene had a great year last year and I, I think we'll have a better year this year. We'll get into our projections for the lineup and how we see guys panning out this year. But Granado really seems to have uh, given this very young team the ability to be a very young team and grow and play in a style that works for all of them. And I think the guys are happy with this signing, and they're definitely happy for Donnie. And um, Donnie's not alone in the celebration today because also – we re-signed or extended Matias Samuelson to seven years. Good morning. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was that's what I woke up to today. I didn't even see the Don Granado thing first. I woke up a little late, but yeah, Matias Samuelson, seven years was it thirty million dollars? He's four point two year old with basically not even a full season under his belt, and he gets the, the seven year extension. I'm all for it. I didn't yeah. think they were going to do it. There were no rumblings, just like the Tate Thompson extension. But, um, yeah, I this is how you build, like we talked last week, dynasty teams or just elite teams. You look at Tampa Bay, you look at Colorado, handing out all these big contracts to, like, somewhat unproven players. On, Nick like, Paul. About it, yeah. Well, Nick Paul's a lot older than uh, Samuelson. But still, same idea. Sergachev as well, Cernak, but... Yeah, I, I love this. Just the idea that they're looking to, you know, not only lock in their core, but they're going to save money in the future doing so. If Samuelson is, has a full season paired next to Darlene and both have a better season than they did last year, you're talking probably $6 million for Samuelson. Yeah, he um, Samuelson had 12 assists in 54 games with us last year. He's not going to be the guy who's scoring flashy numbers and you're going to look at the assists and the goals and be impressed. He's a stay-at-home defenseman. He's a, he's a defensive defenseman, and he's great at that. He's an outlet passer, and him playing with the top guy, top defenseman on our team, Rasmus Dahlin, for a full season is only going to make only going to make him better and only going to make this deal look better and better and better. And Samuelson should – fire his agent if i mean unless he just wants to be here if you want to be here great i think i think it's a good contract for him realistically the cap's going up so it's just going to get better for us as the cap goes up i mean that's a i i think that's a great signing because by the time he finishes his contract he won't even be 30 yet or maybe just be turning 30 seven years 20 uh yeah he'll be turning 30 so he'll be able to get cash in again but Realistically, this is like the prime time to cash in unless he took a bridge deal. But I think just securing your future, like anything can happen in NHL. Nothing's guaranteed. So locking that in now a year early, I'm all for it. Both sides, I think it's a great deal. I mean, like you said, he's not a flashy guy on the score sheet, but 
hot damn, he is a great defender. I was watching like a highlight tape of all like he had something on Braden Point, a great play. It was just it was just great to watch. He's he lays the boom too and excited to see a full season from him. Yeah, him and Dallin from the same draft class. You got them two starting your defensive pairings. It's it's great. And you got that for seven years now. Another familiar face coming back to Buffalo. Not in the coaching staff, not a player. Rick Jenneret. Rick Jenneret has been given a, a new role uh, with media, and I mean, it comes to no surprise. He he just he is who he's always been. He loves the Sabers and just can't leave. He doesn't want to leave. I had a feeling. I'm when he retired. I'm like, okay, play by play is done. But I I if you work for the Sabers for 51 years, imagine how big of a fan of the, of <laughs> he's probably the biggest Sabers fan in the world. Like. And he doesn't want to stop. He's I got, it's just I got it's his a life. Few, I got a few quotes from the man himself. Um, when at like, obviously he doesn't want to leave, but he, he says, as much as I, I say I'm retired, I still hang around the rink a little bit because I cannot get away from it, quite frankly. He also says, it puts me a good, in a good position to be around this year and watch and stay close to the, a team that I think is going to be very, very good. So he's basically saying, I want to call a playoff game, and I think I, I can <laughs> so yeah. it's not the end of Rick Jenneret in Buffalo. I I really didn't think it would be because I he just really loves the city and he he's in love with the team. How could you not? It's your it's been I, your whole. I'm life. assuming you got this quote from the article I sent you yeah, over to. Yeah. Did you read the last paragraph? Not even the last par- the last sentence. Very I very good. Here's the last paragraph. RJ is a member of the Sabres Hall of Fame, the Hockey Hall of Fame, the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame, the Buffalo Broadcasters Hall of Fame, the Township Terrace Bay Ontario Sports Wall of Fame, and is even an honorary member of the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame. What? <laughs> that is the last sentence of that article. <laughs> I did not. I saw the an last. Honorary uh... member of the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame. What? Okay, I, I, I didn't. You didn't know that either, so I don't feel stupid. I, but that's. <laughs> I'm curious to as if to if he was a a fighter or a, or a commentator for that. I hope a fighter. Now you said throwing that knuckles a commentator. I got. I got to see the this. Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame. I don't know. It could be either or, but that caught me so off guard reading that yeah, article he, earlier. He definitely, yeah, it, fact checked it. It's true. <laughs> That's cr- I did not know about that. But yeah, you but, googled uh, it. No, I just looked up at the. I looked at the article now. I will Google it though. So uh, try to keep our audience entertained. Yeah. Um, going back to Samuelson and Granado, how they kind of interlinked. Um, at the end of or Samuelson at a press conference with the media, and he was like, "Yeah, I obviously just really want to be here. I'm bought in, and I think that goes hand in hand with Donnie." Um, making people want to be there. He's well. You can have good teams, but have a hate your coach. You look at the Boston Bruins last year. I'm pretty sure Jake DeBrusque was asking for a trade out of there, even though they were a good team with a good coach. And the second the coach got fired, he's like, "Okay, I'll stay in Boston." So <clears throat> I think as important of being a good coach is being a good guy for that locker room for Don Granado. I think that alone earns him the extension. He made these guys love being at the rink and love each other. And it's just, it's so different. Like I just mm-hmm. look back the past how many years, the whole Jack Eichel era and everything before that. It's just like nothing's ever felt like how it does now. Like I've never gone into a season with Jack Eichel on the team as excited as I am now. And that's crazy to say because I'll- Jack Eichel is a, Top, realistically top 10 talent in the NHL. I'll touch on what you just said in a minute because you did say a lot of stuff that I agree with and would like to say more about. But Rick Jenneret is in the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame because of his calls during hockey fights. So oh, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Dude. <laughs> it, that, yeah. Oh. I was hoping like he needed some extra money and also just called boxing but I was hoping he just beat the shit out. I thought he actually <laughs> fought him for a minute. But uh. yeah, um, every year before I would say this year, if you asked me if I was excited for the Sabres, I would say yes because you knew Jack Eichel would be good because Jack Eichel's always good. But there was never like 
the stability we have now in the locker room with a GM getting extended. That never happens. A coach getting extended before his contract's even up. That never happens. Just having that stability off the ice with like your coaching staff and the front the front office is just such a big part of this. And all the players rave about Don Granado. Samuelson talked about him when they asked him about his uh, contract today. He, he gave Don Granado credit for playing in such a a style he didn't have to really worry about anything and could just focus on instinct instead of am I doing the right thing, which, which is great. And uh, this year it's just it's just such a new feeling to be a Sabres fan and such a it, it's it's such an exciting feeling because I can't wait until. Tomorrow night now, for our listeners, you are going to be listening to this the day of the game, which is exciting for you, but it is still Wednesday here in uh, in, in our lives right now. But when you're watching this, it'll be, it'll be game time, and it'll be the start of the Sabres' new era. Is that the title of this episode? No, I was going to call it Tis the Season. Oh, that, yeah, okay, that works. <laughs> because uh, and also the name of our hype video, which if you have not watched yet, go check it out. Is called the tis, New Era. Tis the damn season. Tis the damn season. That's yeah. a Taylor Swift song. All right. Is it? Um. Yeah. Yep. Is it a Christmas um, uh, song? It's not a Christmas song. Oh, it's a good song though. Probably. Uh, the K in Ocposo is silent. So. <laughs> like we've been saying Ocposo this whole time. I just learned. I don't think today. it's gonna change. I don't think I'm gonna start calling him Oposo because Oposo. But I'm I'm going I to might adjust respect the guy. Yeah. I it's just like will I naturally just be able to do it quickly? I, no. I was doing I, homework today and and I was listening to the after the whistle podcast, which is so great. Craig Reve and Andrew Peters, I don't even think they like each other. They're always <laughs> just like one of them will say one thing and they'll be like, I can't believe you just said that. Do you know how stupid you sound right now? Yeah. It's it's great though. It, it's it's great radio. And uh yeah, you don't pronounce the K. So and he's I'll, This I'll is try. our first episode with him as a captain, too. We didn't even We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, that happened. Was it the day after? I swear everything happens the day after we court we record. Not today. So. Today we were kind of so, yeah, today we got lucky, gifts. but tomorrow we'll extend Dylan Cousins as well. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah maybe. A little score alert. Uh, I shouldn't do score alerts for games people will already know the outcome to. But Who's Cole Caulfield though? has two goals tonight. And it's, Are you serious? Yeah. Are they two beating two. Toronto right now? Oh, it's 2-2. Two, two, two. Two. I saw it was one nothing. I saw Bunting score, and I just got angry. I do not like that guy at all. I like I, him just be – I like that brand of player, like that yeah. tough plug on the line that can play on the first lines like a Tom Wilson. You hate to play him. You love to have him. Yeah. Taylor Hall has scored tonight or I yesterday. Scored yesterday. Connor Sheary has scored tonight. So some from that game places, was I don't know what the score is. It still three two. Three two. Yeah. It was three nothing Boston. Speaking of Washington, it's a big season for uh, their captain, their eighteen year veteran um, Alex Ovechkin. Couldn't think of the name for a second. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, that yeah, guy. It's it's a big year for him because he is. 21 goals away from passing Gordie Howe for second all-time goals. And he's 114 away from catching Wayne Gretzky. So, so three seasons? Three seasons. I mean, he scored 50 goals last year. He had one of his best years la- last year. If he year can pull was- another 50-goal year, I think he easily does it. And then Offense retires. in the NHL last year was fantastic. If they can do that again, people might people might get interested. Yeah, Sidney Crosby had a crazy year, a shortened year. He's uh, Ovechkin's also seven goals away from beating Gordie Howe for goals for the same team. Gordie Howe playing for Detroit, obviously Ovechkin for the Capitals, going into mm-hmm. the 18th year, which is just insane. In today's NHL, today's Not even, NHL, that's that's the crazy part about it. The skill difference in that is just insane in the fact he's about to achieve these milestones is <clears throat> something crazy to watch i mean it's his growing up I mean, it's always been ovechkin is that guy he's got his office everyone knows where it is no one seems to know how to defend it but um I, in a I couple years he's gonna be gone i read something that compared him to like a pitcher in baseball and i i like that but um yeah, um, it could be history because for a while nobody thought Gretzky's record could be touched. 
and now it's seeming more possible, especially with this 50-goal output last year. And if he can score 40 for three more years, that's history right there. He's He says he's not worried about it, and he's not really focusing on it. But I, yeah. I you can't buy yeah, that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah you he are. Is. Yes, you are. How do you not? Ovechkin is – he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, he'll beat it, too. I have no – down in my mind. And I think if he's come somehow comes like two goals short, he will play an extra season just to beat that record. I know that for a fact. Yeah, who Washington's not gonna bring him back. He's played two decades with you guys. How much longer is on his deal? I feel like he just resigned not too long ago. I yeah. could be wrong. I don't know the term on it, but depends. But I think he should be good to beat that record. Oh yeah. I it, I can't wait. We should go to that game. Washington, fly us out for that game. We'll get <laughs> frontline media coverage of that. Speaking of Jack Eichel, um, Jack Eichel <laughs> scored last night. In uh, I was I was I was happy, happy about it. <laughs> I was I rooted for him the whole. I found myself like every power play. I was like, give it, give it to Jack, give it to Jack, give it to Jack. Yeah, there was one where they lined up. He lined up at the right wing spot when they were on the left side. I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, why is he not? And then he went straight to the left side. So I was like, okay. They kind of, like, just... bounce him around on the power play. Yeah. But, yeah, he found the back of the net last night, and he, he was happy. He looked happy, and he looks good, and good and for Phil him. Phil Kessel is a a maniac. He's a, yeah, with he was... a stick. He's, he, was it two cross-checking penalties or something crazy? He got a slash. I didn't know he got another one. In the beginning of the game, he had one, and then a little bit later, he had another one where he's just chopping at people's heads and – I don't know. I, I thought he scored. They panned on him when Carlson got that tip in, he's, so I got he was really the first excited. One to skate away too. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. I was happy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was yeah, a great Vegas, game. Vegas wins that game, steals two points, doesn't let LA get the overtime point. Mark Stone. Mark Stone. Yeah, I wasn't even looking. Wow. I thought it was over. Uh, was it Sean Dursey behind that? I love Sean Dursey, but there was like thirty yeah, seconds left. For like that Ten seconds. And then just shoots or passes it right down, intercepts it. They bring it in, and Stone ends it with like twenty four seconds left. So, yeah, that that caught me off guard. I I thought it was going to overtime. Did you watch but, any of the uh, New York Tampa game? I watched the whole thing. Mika Zibanejad, wow. Yeah, he got a, that. did he get the hat trick? No, no, he, he had two. He had a empty net chance, but hit the yeah, post. Yeah, he's one of the best players in the league, and. New York's one of the best teams in the league, and I think they're poised to get over the hump this year. I mean, you're coming out of the East, which is the hardest division, one of the hardest, one of the hardest. There's two. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely harder no than easy the task. Well, the West, I feel like there's just, I don't know. I don't want to say there's one team in the West, but I feel I don't like want to judge anything team. either until like we're about like quarter halfway through the season because. There's always those surprise teams. There's always the teams that fell off. There's so before yeah, I'm I start judging and all that, I kind of want to like wait. The Avalanche are going back to the Stanley Cup. Like oh, that's that's said and done. I think it's going to be Colorado, Carolina champs. That, that that's a cool shirt. That's a very cool shirt. I wanted the the Nate Dog one, but my dumb girlfriend didn't get it, and it sold out. Nice going. Uh, yeah, a- but. How does Av- how do the Avalanche not run it back? I ha- I have a few notes on the Avalanche. Three, I think the only thing two. that's scary is they lost Kadri. But I mean, you know who they brought in that I really like? Evan Rodriguez. I forgot about that. Yeah, and they also got a uh, Alex Newhook. Hopefully he has mm-hmm. a breakout season. That kid's great. Yeah, but them bringing out Rodriguez in. He was the number 2 guy in Pittsburgh when Malkin was out and he looked good. He looked yeah, really he... good. So what was the other thing? They Support. re-signed Nachushkin. Yep. I who love Nachushkin. Great in the playoffs. Played with no six foot. years. Yeah. That's crazy. But um the 50 NHL players were polled on who's gonna win the cup this year. Obviously, they can't say their own team or they would, and 32 picked the Avalanche. So it's pretty well known in, in the league who the best team is because they have the best centerman and the best defenseman in the league. On the same Connor team. McDavid, hello. Yeah, but there's I'd no. I think McKinnon's a solid second, though. But 
I was just being dramatic, but there's yeah. no repl- there's no nothing that can ever replace Cal McCarr. Except yeah. having an Owen Power. We'll we'll transition into this, but <laughs> we might have two of those on our team. I'd say one. We'll get into that again. But who? Owen, Owen I Power. think Owen Power is the there's just some <sighs> It's just you don't think Rasmus Dahlin's going to have a good season this year? Oh, he's going to have a he, great season. I don't think he's going to get to Makar status, though. I think Owen Not Makar status, but I'm talking about that offensive defenseman play, uh, power play specialist quarterback on the power play. Yeah. I mean, I think we yeah, have two but I think, I think just talking up to that tier, I think Owen Power has a better chance just because he's – I mean, he's only played eight games. but Yeah, like, he's got more time solid. to develop. Like Dalene kind of had a few years stolen from him, technically. Yeah. So I, I imagine Dalene in the system now, like just getting drafted. Like when everyone was calling I think him he'd a be, player alongside yeah. McDavid and Bobby Orr and all, all these generational talents getting thrown around. It's not too late. Really for him, though. He's still a super young guy. Oh, I think I think it's very possible for him to get to McCar status. I'm not saying it's not. I just think realistically. I think it's power. power. Yeah, I just but that one-two punch is going to be so crazy, and it's, it's under one, two, a three team. punch. You got Samuelson, even though he's paired with one of them. But then, I mean, still like that's just right there. Your top three defensemen are three studs. And going oh, back, not to get back to it, uh, when Samuelson the news came out, nobody knew who he was. Like from an outside yeah, perspective, they're yeah, like, no "Why are would. you giving this guy with like fifty games and like?" How many points did he even have? I don't remember. He didn't have any goals. Like, you just gave this guy seven years. He had zero goals. Everyone's calling us crazy. And then only Buffalo fans were like, this is great. W. Yeah. Like, did you listen I to see a negative After the Whistle today? I did not. After the Whistle, I had JR on. And um, they were talking. And the news dropped in the middle of them talking. And oh, I have JR to listen goes, to that. JR goes, who's Samuelson? <laughs> he had no idea who he was. I mean, the league's about to find out. The league is really, about to find no, out. You, wow. I'm not surprised that nobody from an outside Buffalo perspective doesn't know who he is. Well, it, think of it. He wasn't. He was a second round pick technically. He him and Donald play so. He's kind of just the second he was drafted. He was kind of just like thrown away from fans. Like no one, no like no one liked the pick in the first place. He had his struggles. It and, was a lateral pick. Yeah, it was, it was a bottle that wasn't first overall, so no one liked it. But, I mean, it obviously has panned out fantastically. Jason Botterill, thank you Botterill for your service. literally got our top pair defenseman in one draft. <laughs> he's, he oh, has dude. a couple other this picks that are. Full 82-game season of Darlene and Samuelson. And I'm answering for those people. <laughs> Dylan, you're on the pod right now. Dylan, what? what do you think about the one-two punch having Dallin Power on the blue line? How do you think that's going to benefit the Sabres this year? Dallin's going to turn into like a Josh Allen. <laughs> He's going to be a Gabe Davis to Josh Allen. Dynamic duel. <laughs> I love your analogy, Dylan. Dylan. What? Out of Krebs, Quinn... Uh, Cousins and Paterka, who are you looking for to make the bigger splash this season? There were four of them. I already forgot the names, though. I heard Krebs, Quinn, Cousins, Cousins and Paterka. Cousins? I don't know. Okay. All right. Thank <laughs> you, Dylan. That's our. Uh, that's Dylan, that everyone. Our special guest, Dylan. All right. That let was me <laughs> I, I don't know how you're gonna edit around that, but um, I forget uh, what we were talking about. But um, <laughs> that's the gr- the greatest thing that could have happened this episode. Two of the top four first overall picks are playing tonight. Oh no 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 no! no. We were talking about we were talking about the Sabers. Probably Do we had um, we about the defense. We had off. We were talking about Samuelson. Yeah, but um. What would I, what was I saying? Having Samuelson and Dolan on the ice is going to be so hard for the first line of other teams to keep up with, 
and then their second line is just going to have to deal with Owen Power and Yoki Haru. That's going to be tough to uh, play against. And, dude, I don't know. This season is going to be exciting. And see, I it could be a playoff season. I don't want to sound naive, but it, it could be. I was going to get into that. I think I, I think I'm going to place – I'm just going to put $100 on the Sabres making the playoffs. I don't know if that's even an option, but I, I – really, the odds on that? If it's even, I don't know. I haven't looked. I I had this like epiphany last night, like just looking at like just the division. Like, okay, there's Tampa, there's Florida, there's Toronto, Boston's. They're injured for like half the season, even though they're up three two right now. Maybe more. I don't know. Uh, Ottawa. I don't think they're the real deal. Detroit. I don't we'll think find they're out. The real deal. We'll find out tonight. Right and Montreal, Montreal's gonna be bottom feeding. So I think it's possible we're fighting for a wild card spot on the very last night of the season. I think that game will be the biggest game we've had in a very long time. I don't even know who we're facing. We're gonna have some big games this year. I had I had such a vivid dream of us at that final game of the year, and we win in overtime. We need two points, and we win in overtime. And it was the most electric atmosphere I've ever been in. And then I woke up. <laughs> That's about how that ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to happen. I, I, it sounds crazy. I mean, like the it's team. It's going to happen. We're in the direction of it. If it doesn't happen, something something really has gone wrong. But so you're telling me we're already a year ahead of this quote unquote rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it. Is that what they said? Who said that? I think that's just the general consensus. Like last year, we finished off super hot. We built something sixteen with, nine and two or whatever. They were I on pace for a ridiculous record. Like obviously, that's not going to be the record this year. But if teams are, are like hurt with injury, or we get lucky, we squeeze through, we get those deep wins. Comrie, this is what I want to get into. We'll get into it at the end, like player projections. But Comrie becomes something. Like you, you got that. You got someone. A, a I got a question. Why did we put Comrie in in that Penguins preseason game and just give him absolutely nothing? Apparently, he asked for it. Okay. I hope That's I didn't so. mishear it. I was doing something while playing in the background. Don Granado was talking. I think a couple days ago, but Comrie like asked for the challenge of like playing behind the knot proper defense i i hope i'm not if i'm wrong i'm sorry but i'm pretty sure no help on that in that game it was real like tough he wanted to, to be tested which is really cool to hear i guess he's like he knows that he's going to be facing a lot more and that he knows that once the actual season starts he'll be a lot safer like he only got two games you might as well want to take as many shots as you can right so it you want to look at it from a competitor's perspective or just the average fan's perspective. I'm, I'm going to trust the competitor, the guy who's in the league, and if that's what he wants. If the, if that's what he wanted, that's fine. But I didn't know <clears throat> if we did that for for no reason. But if he asked for that, it makes sense. But, uh, yeah, um, if he has a good year this year, it definitely makes it a lot easier for guys like Craig Anderson, who's a good goalie. Craig Anderson steals games and did last year. He won the Vegas game pretty much outright. It was his game. That was, was that 300th win? win, yeah. Um, I hate how that's foreshadowed with that game. It was I think, it just, night, I think but... if you just uh, lump them together, it's just such a great night. Because yeah. I remember we were celebrating the win. Then you look up on the jumbotron and it's, it's Craig Anderson and it says, Congrats on 300 wins. It's like, Oh shit. I oh my, I wish I was at that game. I have no reason to miss that game. I just didn't go. And, yeah, it yeah. was a cool game to be at. Um, it I didn't realize how much fun I was having until the empty net goal. Like, I didn't realize because we, we've been to games before that game during that season and it's just like dead. And you're just talking to whoever you came with, and it's not very loud. And in intermission, they play a they bring out a band that plays for nobody, and it's kind of just a weird feeling. But that game, it it felt like a it felt like a NHL game the whole game, and I didn't really like have time to be like, oh yeah, this is different. But it was it was great. The atmosphere was 
awesome and it, it wasn't even a, a full barn. The RJ night was fantastic as well. Two of the way. best games two of the best games I've ever been to. Well according to Eichel, it was the loudest it's ever been. Yeah, dude, you you're <laughs> yes, just crazy. That is bullshit, dude. We had bullshit. a ten game win streak and we tied it at home. I was at that Montreal idiots. game where Skinner got that winner in overtime. My ears were bleeding. Not literally, but like it was loud and like yeah, that place was packed. I I don't I, believe that that Vegas game was louder than that. I went to an LA game like a few weeks after the streak, like when we were losing a lot, and it was still full and it was still loud. So he it was heat of the moment. I'm not mad at him. He was around interviewers who have asked him questions for years about everything in Buffalo. So he he probably wanted it, took it was him the icing on to the actually key. fight them. So. It's something Buffalo needed to just the cherry on Move top. Move on, yeah. And it set up a perfect fuck. Sorry, a perfect like just rivalry or like a uh, villain. Like we don't really have one. So like, so something to look forward to every year we're facing Jack Eichel. It's not like oh hey Jack we miss you. It's like f you Jack. Let's let's win. It's a game. It means a little more. This game's gonna be yeah. a lot crazier. So yeah. Gets fans into it, and that's all that really matters. I mean, other than winning, but those kind of come hand in hand. Uh, yeah, we were talking. I was talking about it tonight, and a lot of some people didn't realize it was Eichel's first full healthy season with Vegas because of the whole surgery dilemma. Yeah, and I still can't really like understand or like rationalize why we didn't let him get the surgery. I don't think we wanted him. We didn't want him to get the surgery. Back it was just our loop. way. It was our way of getting him out of here. But why would we want to look like? Why would we make ourselves look like that? It was just a bad look. Horrible. Look. I think the doctors genuinely didn't want to give him the surgery because we're not the only team who thought that way. There were teams who didn't offer anything for that because of his situation. Like we're not the Sabers were not the only team who thought the way they did. So, but we were the team that had him. So. Yeah. Like there was yeah. probably a good chunk of teams that were like, I'm not risking the surgery. Like that's, we're not like, if you asked us a year ago, we'd give you the house, but now <coughs> we don't even trust the surgery he wants. We wouldn't even let him get that surgery if it was up to us. So it was just a tough look for the organization for a few months. But I, once the trade happened, I really think most of this, those rumblings died off. And now that he's playing hope. I hope a full 82 games as Vegas's first center and face of the team. I, I'm excited to see what he does with that. And I really think he could still be top 10 player in the league, which the league released, by the way. I don't know if we, we'll get into that, but yeah, Jack's not anywhere in there. In the what? Top, on, top 10 players of the league. I think he was number 41. Yeah, he's always in the mid – I remember them ranking him a top ten center when he was with us one year. Well, he was. He just yeah. buried on teams. Once, once his last Ralph full Kruger. season before Ralph Kruger or year one of Ralph Kruger, the ten game. His last full was that season. Housley? It would have been nineteen. Everything is such a blur. No, no, no. It would have been the year before COVID because of uh, COVID, and we yeah. didn't make the bubble. So 2018-19 is the last time Jack Eichel played a full, played a full season. 2019-20. No, 18-19. 19-20 was COVID. And That's then, crazy to think that 22-23 is finally getting a first full season. Yeah, it's tough, and he's definitely got a – And he's still good. It's like, yeah. He's proved it last night. He's always been crazy, but you score in the NHL, person listening at home. I mean, easy, he, had, so. he had a ton of shots, too. He was very – yeah, he was shooting a lot. And if that's just him getting warmed up, he it's still Jack Eichel at the end of the day. Nothing. He had a break. He had a break, and I was really excited. I was waiting for him to do something crazy, and he, he missed. Yeah, he missed pretty bad. But, um, yeah, Sabres fans know he does that a lot. I remember a few overtimes that I wasn't watching. If we lost, the replies to the tweet would be like, Jack needs to hit the net because he would always just – Put him five feet over. If you're not doing that, you're not trying, though. Yeah. Do you want to get into our player predictions for the year? I'll, I'll I'll spit off the names, and you give me what you think, and I'll either agree or tell you you're just wrong. 
Okay. All right. We'll start off. I'm on CBS right now for the roster, so it's kind of a weird order. <clears throat> but that'll be kind of be a good thing. Rasmus Asplund. Asplund is going to have... It says he's a right-hand shot on here, by the way. Asplund gets short-hand, gets penalty kill, and it'll be fourth line. So and our fourth line is sometime, is going to be Akposo Gergensen's Asplund, Asplund the center. Six goals, 12, uh, 13 assists. That is so disrespectful. I think, think? Asplund, I think Asplund's going to have over t- – I think he's going to have around 15 goals this year. Mm, goals in, was it five or six games for Sweden? He had six goals in the yeah, World Championships. But... He's, he's – I, I, I know he's got like defensive – he's going to be the head of the penalty kill, but I think that fourth line is going to get a lot more time than we think. I think they're going to get played – a fair amount, I think, even with the third line. Well, because you can't play these kids and give all the <clears> weight <throat> on these kids if they're not ready for these situations. So they will get played a lot, but I don't see him being a, a consistent scorer throughout the season, 15. I, I'd, I'd like say his points around 35. Okay. I think that'd be a, a good season for Aspen. Maybe more. I'd like more, but 35 is good. Okay, who's next? Dylan Cousins. Okay, I'll say, I'll say nineteen goals. He doesn't get over the hump of twenty, and I'm gonna say thirty-six assists. So thirty-six plus nineteen is fifty-five. Is it? Dude, I was good as hell at math. That, that was right. Yeah, I really think that was right. I'm a numbers guy. I should definitely get into analytics. I don't know why I'm not. Actually, I will be getting into analytics very soon. So, fifty-five. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. a fair. I think his. He's playing on the third line, mind you. Well, the third. For now, the third. Yeah. I think I don't think he even plays center all year. I think he's going to get time at the wing. Him and Krebs will kind of switch out, but I think he'll get second line minutes, maybe even first, due to maybe injury or. Olafson not performing or Skinner, anything can happen. He's going to move around the lineup. He can play anywhere. I think he's going to break 60 points, and I think he's going to have 23 goals. Okay. So 47, no, 37 assists? Yeah. Yeah, who's the math guy now? Me. You. All right. Yeah, but you want to move on? Yeah, Why is he? It says Zemgins Gergensen is a right-hand shot on here. Everyone. This is everyone on here is a righty. Okay. Three goals, nine assists, twelve points. I I mean he's not a point guy. He gets over ten goals a year. No, he does not. He He, scored ten last year. He had a short season the past two years. I know he I don't think he scored. I don't think he's a goal scorer. I don't think he will be on this team. Well, I'm about to find out. Well, my assumption is twelve twelve goals. 28 points. Career. Why are these 12 goals in 2019? He scored 10 goals last year. He hasn't break he hasn't broke uh 20 points since 2015. But he's also missed a lot of time, right? Um yes, uh, 2021 56 games played, 2019 69, 28 he had 72. Yeah, what? I mean. What was the playoff year, season? Hmm. Where was his playoff year? What year was that? was not on the playoff team. Play it, not playoff. All-star. My bad. <laughs> was it 14-15? I think so. That was like the ultimate tank year. He had 30 points. Yeah. Okay, fifteen okay. to fifteen. All right, give me someone else. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry for staying on. I'm just. I'll, I'll make a bold take now before you even say his name. I think Casey Middlestat is one of our better players at the end of the year if he stays healthy. Yeah, we'll do Middlestat because they have Hinostroza listed as a center on here. So, yeah, do Middlestat. Middlestat, I'm gonna say twenty three goals, twenty twenty. 
Yeah, 23 goals, and I'll give him 20 assists. I don't see him being that big playmaker. I see him scoring 23 goals, which is big for Casey Middlestat, 43 points. He's got a hell of a shot. He just never uses it. Yeah, and he's never healthy. So if he can stay healthy this year, and I think they got him at second-line center as of right now with um, Tuck and Quinn. I'm going to match my assumption. I'm going to match him with Cousins. But I have Cousins at 55 points, 20. Two goals, 23 goals. I think same thing for Middlestat. And then I think a good season can include Middlestat over 60 points. Mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of 20 goals. To do it. He's due to break out, but. 20 plus goal scorers. I think we have about four or five of them on this team. Yeah, speaking and, of one definitive one, if all goes well, Tage Thompson. Ooh, this is a, this is a tough one because I, I don't want to sound <laughs> too cocky about what I think he can do. I have a hot take for, but I think um I think they got him with Skinner and Olison right now, and yeah. I think I don't think that all... line's gonna last. I don't think I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's hard to fit Olison in this lineup though, or uh, anyone really, uh, just because of the amount of young talent we're bringing in. I see Tage Thompson scoring thirty goals. I don't know what I'm going to say here. I don't know if I see him being out scoring more assists than goals. Okay, I see him scoring 35 goals, 25 assists, a nice round number, 60 points. Keeps it easy. I have Tage Thompson <clears throat> getting... You're about to say like some heart numbers, Rocket Richard numbers. I right think here. Tage Thompson's putting up 83 points. That's I a think healthy he... number. 83 points, he's going to have 33 goals and 50 assists. Only because the potential of that first line. I think he's really – people are going to figure him out this year. I think he's still going to be able to score, but he's going to have to adjust his game to where he's passing more, and he can't be that shooter. So I think he's still going to break 30 goals, but I think assists are going to go crazy, especially if he gets time with even guys like Quinn as well as obviously uh, Olofsson and – Skinner, and then even guys like Tuck. So, yeah, we'll see. That's just my hot take. I think he gets over a point per game this year. That would be incredible and make our the contract he was given look like a home run. So, I'm all And for, obviously, uh, going back to all our picks, we're talking about like an 82-game pace. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, all these guys we're, are 82 games. We're hoping these guys, every with our um, <coughs> judgments, play a full healthy season some of them won't that's just how the game works give me give me uh name one team that ever stayed completely healthy it's just not not in the sport um Peyton Krebs that's the last center I think yes Krebs uh, I got a I got a kind of mean hot take I don't see him I don't he's my odd man out if Middlestat pans out I don't see him being one of the standout young guys on this team this year but I don't see the city caring that much because of Tuck and because of everyone else. I see Scrubs. I see Peyton Krebs scoring 11 goals, 28 assists. And I think a lot of the assists are on the power play. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you're right. I think that's very fair. Maybe I do not see to... him being a 20-goal guy. or Maybe he gets to 15 goals. But I think he caps off at like maximum 40, 45 points, maybe. But right. I, I don't know. I mean, he's got a lot to prove still, obviously. He's, he's, I think last year was technically his rookie season. So jumping to conclusions on him is not something we should be doing. Taking, looking at we, guys, we like also, Thompson, we should, guys like Darlene. Like, yeah. Got to be realistic here. This kid's. How old is we he? should also be clear to our listeners that we are not anybody when it comes to the game of hockey. <laughs> our NHL games played put together, I think, comes to zero. So yeah. we don't know what we're talking about. This is guesses, educated <clears throat> guesses maybe. But, yeah, I don't see Krebs being the the big the big fish of these young guys. And then think about our lineup now, how congested it is. You're going to have Savoy. And Kulik could probably play games this year. Oof. That's it. That... Oof. 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 Dude. Yeah, I, I 
Imagine we're it's in a too fighting exciting. for a playoff spot. Maybe a couple guys get injured here and there, and then Coolidge just comes up and starts tearing it up. He's got he's oh my God. Rochester. What, like, I think he's, he's gonna be really good in Rochester. He's gonna good. learn how to play professional hockey. And then they'll be like, Yeah, this guy's too good for the AHL. And then I'll just come. That'd be awesome. But I think uh, give me some that happened to Jack Quinn and Paterko, especially Quinn last year. He was clearly too good for that league. And yeah, Paterka, Paterka blew it up in the playoffs. Yeah. Paterka started a phenomenal season and he Quinn just kind of took all the awards for that. But yeah. Uh give me someone else. Give give me uh Quinn or Paterka. Uh I'll give you neither. I'll give you Vinny Hinostroza so I don't pass him. Vinny Hinostroza? <clears throat> Where do we have him in the lineup? Let's put him – let's say he plays – we'll give our 82-game, like, projection, like what we think he could do in 82 games. But oh, I think okay. realistically he's going to play – Middle six? I think he's going to play 50 games this year. But are we putting him I'll, – I'll, okay, I'll put him in the middle six, and if he plays 82 games, he's scoring 20 goals – 21 goals because his guy's a goal scorer and he's all over the ice. And I really, he scored 15 last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think he scored 15. I'll, I'll check, but keep going. But I, I think that's right. I see him scoring 21 goals. And I see him having a 10 assists, 31 points. 2021, he had 62 games played, 13 goals, 12 assists. Okay. So, I in think full eighty two with with the new young talent. I think he could do twenty. I think he's also his potential. I don't think he's gonna get twenty eighty two games. I think he's close to twenty, but I don't think he's at twenty. I don't but, think he's at eighty two games either. Yeah, I don't even think he's in the lineup. He's, he's gonna injury. He's the first guy in. Someone's right. performing. Paterka's not doing great. Or anyone for that matter, he's in. But um, I think eighty two game pace. I'm gonna give him fifteen goals. And 30 points. I think he's going to go 15-15. I like players who do that. It makes it real yeah, real symmetrical. Uh, next up, we'll kind of like guy from bottom of the pile, Anders Bjork. Oh God, number we're 15. doing Bjork. Yeah. I'm, giving him, I'm not even going to even entertain the idea of giving him an 82 pace, uh, game pace. I'll give him. We'll say he plays 35, 40. Because injuries do happen. We got to be realistic. Like. And he can just get rotated in. Two goals, four assists. <laughs> Why are we doing Bjork, man? <laughs> I, I think you're right, honestly. That sounds like a great – that sounds like a realistic stat line. Especially guys like Riley Shane probably going to get time. We haven't mentioned Power, Dahl, and Quinn. Patricia. I'm in the forwards. I'm in the wingers right now. I did the centers first, and now I'm doing the wingers. That's how Dude, CBS – I have what? a statistics test due at 11.59. <laughs> I don't got time to be doing Andres right, Bjork. Right. Kyle Ocposo. Okay, this is what I'm excited about because he's a he's a power play guy, whether you like it or not. And um, I'm not saying you, just the general audience at home. But um, he's a power play guy, and he's still got a shot. And he scored 21 goals last year, and I think he's going to do 22 goals this year because I think he wants to be here. And uh, did you watch the embedded? We talked about it a little bit. They just did an embedded video yeah, yeah, yeah. of him at home with his family, and he's just such a likable guy. There's no way you could hate him. Oposo. So Oposo. 20, 22 goals, 17 assists, 39 points. I think he doesn't – I don't think he's going to get 20 goals again. I'm going to say 15 goals, 40 points. I think that's I think he scores the first minor. goal tonight. I think he scores the first goal of the night. He did it last year. I think. And it was, a, it was a rip too. Yeah. That was awesome. And he's got the C – the uh the goat heads coming back this year. There's so much. I like. I'm like trying to like visualize these guys in a goat head jersey, and I can't do it. Like I can't. There's imagine. so much to be excited about this like year. Random as a guy, fan. Jake Bryson. Can you imagine him in a goat head jersey? No. Until no. you see it, like I just it's just so weird. Like it's happening. It's gonna happen. All we had to look forward to years ago was just like Jack Eichel being good. Like, that's all Royal we had. Blue coming back. Royal Blue Mate, yeah, but like <laughs> now it's there's just so much to be excited for. All right, give me give me someone else. We'll rattle off a few quick ones and then Victor Olson. This is a fun one. Forty goals, fifteen assists, fifty five points. 
Um, I'm. I think he's gonna have first 30, line, 39 first goals. Line, I think Wilson's gonna snap for right no there. reason. He's gonna have a great year. We're gonna trade him at the deadline. Probably not, but realistically, I think thirty nine goals, sixty nine points. Cause nice. Someone's gotta. Someone's gotta do it. He's he's so due to just like be more than what he's been. Like he's obviously that power play guy, but like there's so many other people to worry about on the ice now, where it's like they can't just defend him. And he was really doing doing a good job of rounding out his five on five play last year, and yeah. it showed. So other than can, that stint, the twenty whatever Halloween to whatever, he had, a, he had his shooting hand was broken and recovering. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. know why he was playing. I he should have rehabbed it or something. I don't know. I'm All right, give me someone else. Ethan Prow, Jacob Turka. Um, He's a big boy. He's 192 pounds, 5'11". JJ Paterka is? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's solid. Um, 25 goals. You don't you think that's too much? You think Yeah. Just You think your... that's too much? Yeah. 28 goals, 12 assists. <laughs> 40 points. 40 um points flat. I think he has 12 goals. I think he's gonna spend some time in the press box this year. He's gonna. I think he's the guy who's gonna have growing pains, and it's gonna hurt to say because he's like the guy I'm looking forward to most. Yeah, he's like my favorite going into the season. But like realistically, my assumption, I'm gonna say, I'll I'll say 14 goals, 38 points. Okay, that's that's a very good rookie season still. Yeah. I think, especially um, playing for a team like the Sabers. Jack Quinn. Ooh, now this, now this is good because I'm just gonna say it: thirty goals, twenty-two assists, fifty-two 30 goals rookie year. That'd be impressive. Power play guy with that shot. <clears throat> I think I'm gonna Come give him twenty. Now. I'm gonna give him twenty-four goals. Um and fifty points, maybe forty-five points. 24. Great rookie yeah. year. That we just named two rookies who had yeah. a really good rookie season, and we yeah. haven't even named our top guy, our top rookie. That is, yeah, Owen, Owen Power. We'll get there. Jeff, there. We'll, we'll get through these. I know you got homework. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Skinner. Skinner. Jeff Skinner. What what's that number? You always get sixty three. Yeah, I forty think goals. Forty goals. Twenty three assists. He's gonna be he's gonna be good. He he really is good and he always has been. And we called him and we made fun of the contract, but he was playing on the fourth line and had to do everything. So he had a season with sixty four points, according to CBS. CBS But they've been very unreliable so far with tonight, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know he how has he like four got on the CBS's website for statistics, but I have never, ever, ever used CBS as like a it's hockey. The first thing that popped up when I looked up Sabres final roster, I don't know. But I think he's gonna have. I think he's gonna get sixty-five points just uh, to get over that hump. Yeah, I think he's gonna have thirty-eight goals and the rest assists, whatever the math is on that. Sixty-five, thirty-seven yeah. assists. Nope, twenty-seven. Nope, twenty-seven. All right, and then last but not least, Alex Tuck for forwards. Tuck, um, <clears throat> another guy who gets – Jesus Christ. I think Tuck's another guy who scores 20 goals, but I think he just hits 20, and I think he gets 42 assists. That's a... – Because they have him with Quinn and Middlestat, and I think that could be – one of our best lines, if not the best. Obviously, it's uh, not going to stay like that, but yeah, that's like kind of they're kind of trying to remake that line they had last year with Tuck, with Thompson and Skinner. They're kind of rec- trying to recreate it with the second line, very similar traits. But Tuck, I'm going to go 22 goals, uh, 38 assists, so that'll put him at 60 points. I'll yeah. put him at 45 assists, so whatever the math is on, I don't know. I don't remember what I said for his goals. 22? It's a 67-point season. That would be I think he's close to 70. I don't think he's going to hit it. But I also think 
it's like I don't want to say like a peaking season, but I think this could be like one of Tuck's be- best seasons he ever has, and then kind of slowly. But full know. healthy season with the Sabers, we said the same thing about Jack. We got a full health <clears throat> Alex Tuck, yeah. and um, I'm not mad that he didn't get get a letter. Yeah, I think you'd have to. I think you have to suffer to earn it here. You uh, just got here. The guys who suffered the most, I'd say, have the letters. Darlene was literally stripped away of all his talent yeah. and banished. Gergensen's has been through. Was he here? He wasn't here for Lindy Ruff, was he? He was no. He was here for Ron Rolston, Tank, Ted Nolan, Dan Bowles. He, he wasn't here for Ted Nolan. He had to be. No, he's only been here since 2013, 2014. Okay, well, I think he's been here. He's been. He's a tank survivor, the yeah. original tank survivor, not the next two. He's like the one guy that like. I can't believe he made it out of all of this. Like the one, the last. Like looking back, like you'd think, like how I'm bad do you think his out. mental health is? I think it's great now. I mean, <laughs> but back then, He's just like shell shocked. Yeah. There's no way. All right, we'll get him defenseman Jacob Bryson. If you want to, even two goals, eleven assists. We'll rattle these off as fast. You know as I'm going to give him eight goals. I think he has a breakout offensively season, and I'm going to give him 19 points. So 11 assists. Uh, Rasmus Dalicious. He's a 20 goal scorer this year. He is a 20. I think you called like 30 <laughs> like a couple pots ago. <laughs> I probably did. I was. Um, I think he could be. I think he could be one of the best. Scores on our team because he's just got that touch. But I'd say 20 is a fair because this is our final assessment. This is like big. So I say he scores 24 goals and I think he has 40 assists. He's getting over the 60 hump this year after breaking 50 this year just because he's got, he's got it. He's just got it. I think he does. I think he's the best defenseman on our team this year. I think he's breaking 70 points. I think I like I'm 21 goals and 52 assists for 73 points. I think, I think it's yeah. I think. Do you see him in the Norris conversation? Yeah. Okay. I don't think he'll win it, but I think he'll be talked about. Good. That's all. That's all I really want. I want Sabers to be with respected. Whole season with Samuelson, I think though, there's a lot of. They just seem like good ass buds too. They're just. Because Samuelson's just like a goofy dude. Dude, if I he seems like the funniest guy I've ever seen in my entire life. He's just a big ass goofball. Like, how can I think he's you know what? I've heard to tell you this. I'm getting Samuelson jersey. That extension locked it in for me. That that convinced well, yeah, he's yeah. here for seven years. It's safe. Yeah. That'll uh, be like a Tim Connolly jersey and, like nowadays. Yeah. It was down to Paterka and Samuelson and I Paterka I like I don't know. I think Samuelson's just like I'm like his biggest fan. I guess I don't know. He's I just... want the Opozo jersey just because it's got the C on it. Yeah, I got the Stu Barnes with the C on it. I do like Kyle Opozo and just like the kind of guy he is and like it'll be a memorable jersey. And everything. Like, I think he'll play again next year too. I, he so. he said and he said on after the whistle he, he thinks this year and uh, next year because he wants to get the thousand game mark. But um, yeah, I really like the kind of guy he is, and just like what he's about. I and I think we bring him in uh, for the uh, what's it called? I think we bring him, give him a job in the front office after he's done playing. Yeah, I agree with that. Being a Buffalo guy, um, we'll talk about Samuelson. We'll do him quick. Two goals, twenty-eight assists, thirty points. I think I think he gets five goals, and they're all going to be funny. They're all going to be like how Ristolainen scored, like just highlight reel after highlight reel. But he's he makes plays where he like he goes he offensive. Most play he almost scored on last year, so I think he's going to get five goals, and I'll give him twenty two points. I think he'll he'll get some five v five going, maybe get some second apples. But yeah, Owen Power. Okay, Owen Power. This is a good one. I think he has. 
12 goals, 27 assists. So he's right at 39, right I at an ugly number. I agree. I think that's a fair. But if we're talking rookie of the year. Man of the year. Still got problems. <laughs> <laughs> I think if if we're talking like high upside, like rookie of the year, like he wins this, 45 points, maybe higher. With like right. 15 goals almost. But realistically, I think he's going to have like, like you said, 39 seems like a very fair number, especially for second pair rookie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Ilya Labushkin. Bush. Um, three goals, 15 assists. I don't see him being a big point guy. I don't see him gobbling up points from anybody. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say four goals just to be different. Twelve assists. Quirk, just to be quirk. Yeah. Uh, Henry Yokiharyu. Okay, this is where I think I'll throw in my little curveball. I think he scores 10 goals this year, and I think he gives 28 assists. I think he's a 38-point scorer. He's playing with own power. Yeah, you're. that's right. I'm going to give him I, Did I give him 10 goals? goals? I gave him double-digit goals. That's fine. I'll I'm going to give him that. seven goals, and I'm going to give him 18 assists. So that puts him 25 points on the season, which I think is okay. average. I, th- I mean, I'm not, not a big fan of Yoki Haru personally, but it's possible. I think he'll have a good season this year. He's also a guy who, who's benefited from the Granado effect. I think everyone has, really. It's hard not to after playing with Kruger. Last guy's Casey Fitzgerald. I mean, he's obviously not going to play a lot, but if he four does, assists, yeah, two goals, five assists, eighty-two game pace. Um, want to do goalies real quick? No, oh, yeah, two. Well, we're gonna do them. Craig Anderson. I think he fifty goals, twenty <laughs> hundred point season for Craig. Um, I'm just gonna go by save percentage here. I think a nine-one would be great. I gotta pretend I know like how the workings of save percentage work. Or a nine ten. That's a nine one. Not a nine ten save percentage. I'll give him a a nine oh three. Yeah, I think he just cracks the nines, but it's hard to keep him when you're a Sabers goalie historically. And I think if I think the Sabers are gonna be good, and this involves good goaltending, I think Eric Carmer is gonna get a Carmer's gonna get a nine one eight. Okay. I'll say the same thing just to keep this moving. Yeah. And then uh that's that's the roster. I mean I score project score prediction for tomorrow. For today, for for a few hours. Sabres beat Ottawa five to two. That's how we beat Montreal last year. Is it Sabres beat uh, yeah, Sabres beat Ottawa five to four in overtime. Oh yeah, we we threw a QA up. Real quick, we got Oh, we actually got some good. Okay, Jesse Pluick, cousin of the show, cousin of Zach, asked first goal score. I told him this a few hours ago. Um, Jeff Skinner. Yeah, I feel like it's a safe enough pick, and he's. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, random guy in the pot. I I think it's be Henry Okiharu, just for no reason. That's funny. (laughs) Like it's always. I don't know. Uh, Mike Sej says thoughts on the Samuelson signing. We talked about it. Love it. Two thumbs up. It's three. It's going to look better by the by the year. Oh, Mike Sej has a lot of questions. He's got two more. Who will win, shine more, JJ or Quinn? I think it's going to. Sorry, be- Mike. It's a one question limit. <laughs> I'm going to go Quinn. JJ uh, or Quinn? Yeah. Was the question? Yeah. Yeah, I w- I would have to agree that Quinn would have the better year. I just imagine a lot more growing pains for JJ Paterka, but. Obviously can't. I think we could either be so right about that or so wrong. Like yeah. I feel like Paterka could either be like the ultimate like superstar or just mm-hmm. like struggle. Which either way, I'm here for him. Uh, uh, last question: What are your thoughts on the goalie situation? I, I'm not the biggest fan, but I do like I'm resigning. I do not like Craig Anderson back, no matter how the vibes are. I mean. If you want to win games, I think you don't sign a 41. Greg Anderson wins games, dude. He won okay. so many hey. last year. Okay. All right. He'll All right. win games. 
He's the oh, he's to, he's tonight's tomorrow's tonight starter, isn't he? Should be. I think he will be. Will Just be. And he'll win the game. Uh, Alex Johnson, friend of mine. <laughs> two questions. First one: Who will finish first in points, Tuck or Tage? Tage. Yeah, I'm gonna take Tage. And <laughs> freakiest thing you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> and then I and then I let the dog lick it. <laughs> I'm surprised we got that many responses. No, it was a total of three people, but yeah. All right. We'll take we it. appreciate the interaction and um it was next, a week, next week we'll have some actual hockey to talk about, actual Sabres regular season hockey, which will be new for us. So we're going into an exciting time of uh the podcast and the year. I mean I can't wait until I'm watching Sabres hockey for a few hours and just can forget about everything else. Final projection. How many points do the Sabres finish with and position in the Atlantic? 93, and we are fourth in the Atlantic. Damn. Okay. You know, I'm going to ride with you. There you go. How many points did we have last year? We were 70s, weren't we? I think mid I don't I can't remember. But And we yeah. were – and we were bad for well, not bad for a while, but we struggled for a while to find our voice. We so. were bad for a while. <laughs> you said well, it was first time. We had. A- I mean, bad's just such like a black and white word. We were bad. Yeah, but <laughs> there was a good stint. I'm here for it. I'm here for a good season. I'm here for the playoffs. We're here for the, no matter what. If we're if we're a zero and eighty two team, we'll still be making podcasts every week. So. Stay tuned, and we appreciate everyone listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week for episode 11. Yeah, thanks, whoever's listening. Uh, Download if you're streaming on Spotify or Apple Music or any of those things. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to start doing more things there, at GoatheadsPod. Spread the word. That's really all. All right. That's, that's my phone. It's X-Men on the bottom screen. All right. Later. See you.